Coming up on Supernatural Confessions. So then when he ran backwards, <laughs> I really can feel that he's actually catching up to me. I was crying also. Oh my god, like what's really happening and everything. Player. Supernatural Confessions. Hello, and welcome to Supernatural Confessions, our weekly podcast where we feature and discuss all things supernatural, especially here in Singapore and Southeast Asia. We cover the myths, the urban legends, the superstitions, and most importantly, your personal encounters with the paranormal. I'm your host, Timo, inviting you to share your stories with us on our Facebook page or on our website, supernaturalconfessions.com. This episode features clips from our live show, which I host with Supernatural Confessions founder, Eugene Tay, streaming Friday nights at 10 on FB Live. To catch it in full, search for Supernatural Confessions and like us on Facebook. To the show. Supernatural Confessions. Recently, a video went viral on social media featuring one audio recording and two phrases in text Green Needle and Brainstorm. The video goes on to say that whichever phrase you read out in your mind is what you will hear. Green Needle or brainstorm. Green needle or brainstorm. According to experts, this is what is known as an acoustic illusion. People hear different things based on the frequencies they pick up. Those who focus on the higher frequencies are more likely to hear green needle. Focus on the lower frequency and you'll probably hear Brainstorm. Turns out the frequencies that make up both those phrases are all found in this one recording. It's just what your brain is focusing on. Our brains hear all this distortion in the audio and tries to make sense of it. It uses factors such as familiarity, past experiences, what words and frequencies we're more attuned to, and one more factor, suggestion. Say the phrase. In fact, just think of the phrase and you're more likely to pick up the frequencies that make it up. So think of green needle. And now think of brainstorm. In fact, you could mix it up. How about green storm and brain needle? One recording, so many combinations. So why are we talking about acoustic illusions and the power of suggestion? The next time you watch a ghost hunting documentary, when they take out that spirit box device which they use to pick up ghost talking, ask yourself, are those really the words you're hearing? Or were you just reading the subtitles? Our first confession tonight comes from Huda, with an experience from our very own Singapore Zoo. Her confession is voiced by Ling Ling. I was working in the zoo as the closing staff. 
I was required to drive the buggy around with my partner. One night, we were doing our usual routine, and as we were halfway through the zoo, we noticed that there was someone among the bushes. We alighted the buggy and shouted, Sorry, the zoo is closed! However, that lady just kept looking at us and did not move at all. So we walked over and told her again, I'm sorry, the zoo is closed. Once we said that, our torchlight suddenly went off. We managed to turn it on again, but that lady was no longer there. Trying not to let ourselves get scared, we continued making our rounds. That was when we saw someone in white walking around the lion's den. We immediately paged the security office to inform them that there was someone who managed to sneak in, but the security personnel on duty at the time told us there was no one there. The next thing we knew, that same lady in white just flew past us. Right after that, we got on our buggy, drove back, and immediately tendered our resignation. You know, we've had quite a number of theories, right? Why the zoo seems to be yeah. home to so much paranormal activity. What were they again? Near a huge body of water. It's near the Mandai Crematorium. Uh, it was built on an ancient burial ground. No, I, I just made the last one up. Yeah, but I remember <laughs> the, water, the water and the crematorium was uh, top of my mind. You are not alone. Supernatural Confessions. Our next confession comes from B who as a result of some troubled years, spent a time at a reform centre. This story starts way back in 1998, when I was a 17-year-old juvenile offender. I was actually sentenced to stay in the Budok Reformative Training Centre, or BRTC for short. In my cell, there were three other inmates with me. Now, life there was pretty tough, because all we had were very cold hard floors, along with a very thin mat, and just one blanket to keep us warm. Right outside our cell, we could see the warden, who would always be busy doing his work. And when it came to lights out, the only thing you could see was a bright orange light that lit up the entire corridor. Now I've heard many stories about certain supernatural happenings during my time there. But I just disregarded them as bedtime stories. And I would usually just joke around with it with my fellow inmates. However, on one particular night, I changed my mind. On that night, I was suddenly jolted awake. I sat up and saw the warden still doing his work outside our cells. I rubbed my tired eyes and I looked again. There was something standing directly behind him. All I could see was a long flowing hair and some white dress or some something that he was wearing that was white. To picture how white that figure was, he was still white under that bright orange light. The first thing that came to mind was, this must be something supernatural. I tried nudging my fellow inmate awake. After much nudging, he finally got up. And when I told him that I saw something just behind the warden, he quickly took a glance at it and told me to not make a sound. Now imagine two frightened boys in a jail cell seeing something they were not supposed to see. 
We both agreed that it was best to just hide under the blanket, close our eyes, and just hope to live to the next morning. I asked around, what was that last night? What we saw last night was a Pontiana. Pontiana in a reformative centre. I think that's uh, extra motivation to always be a good boy and never end up in a centre like that, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, when you go, okay. you do bad things, you go there, huh? it'll be worse things than the water and there'll be a Pontiana. Exactly, right. So what did you think? This is the first time you've actually heard a story uh, revolving around a uh, reformative centre? This is the first time you're actually for a reformative centre. Uh, one of the, I think the, the fans was asking, is it, or oh, Howard was asking, is it near the one near Bedouk Reservoir? Which is the one I know as well as the Kaki Bukit because behind that reform centre is actually forest, foster area. Uh, and that place always gives me the creep. I remember when I was a young mm. boy growing up in the area, we used to go and play catching, catch spider there. And that place is known for people throwing things. So you get you find under the trees, people throw altar, maybe they, they change religion, they don't care, they just throw it there. Or you find people uh, catching ghosts or, you know, finding toyos and then going there to release it to the wild so if it is that reform center that we are talking about and then seeing Pontiana or any ghostly apparitions in that area uh, mm. yeah it's very likely then yeah and also another thing right that just crossed my mind if you're one that believes that your state of mind you know your emotional well-being or your your psychological state your mental state uh, does make you maybe more susceptible mm. to uh, maybe spirits or entities then this would be a perfect example of that you know you can imagine that people who end up in reformative centers you know uh, who are contemplating the choices that they've made who have made some questionable decisions in their life maybe not feeling too good I don't think mm. anyone who ends up in a center like that whether it's a prison reformative center uh, would be in the best of spirits so if you're already mm -hmm. feeling down right you're feeling a lot of negativity i don't think it'd be too far-fetched yeah, to uh to say that you would you. attract stuff like this right right yeah so when you're yeah. down uh in fact I, I spoke to a few uh, spiritual masters and they say that a lot of times when they deal with people who are taking drugs uh that's when spirits usually attach themselves to them very easily it's almost mm. like when you are in that um, that another zone of uh, mental state right uh, that's where you open up a gateway for spirits to come to you so when you're depressed when you're on drugs or when bad things happen to you you really become a magnet for these negative entities Supernatural c c Confessions our main feature tonight is an interview with Nakia. Recently, the video producer posted a short film on her Instagram that went viral. A treat for all horror fans, the video was shot through a first person's point of view. She goes for a midnight jog, and along one lonely stretch, notices a few people jog past her from behind. Minutes later, she realizes it's the same person passing her over and over again. When she exclaims in surprise, the figure ahead stops in his tracks and starts running backwards in her direction. She turns around and runs all the way home, all the while being followed by this terrifying midnight jogger. To see the short film, watch our video interview with Nakia on our Supernatural Confessions YouTube channel. And as we found out, the viral video she produced was based on a true personal encounter. I started jogging late because uh, it was a very busy period for me. So maybe it happened in about 2015. During that period, it was so crazy. I I have to work 
plan my wedding and then like so I don't have time for myself and yet it's my wedding period so you know I have to like I die die have to exercise you know because I need to look good man so um, yeah with that being said I actually force myself <laughs> to actually exercise in the wee hours of the night yeah and then for this particular week right I don't know why but my schedule keep on like clashing and I have like so much things on my plate and then I ended up jogging like literally around midnight yeah so at first it was okay the first time I tried like spooky but I was like oh okay it's kind of nice because like there's cars but then I feel that oh I'm alone and I can have like my thoughts to myself and everything so I thought okay this is actually quite good so when I when I keep doing that for the past few days then for that particular day just before I stepped out of my house I felt this very heavy and uneasy like I don't feel good you know but I thought it's because Nah, I'm just being lazy, you know, like, you you just don't want to jog for that day, you know. So I feel like, okay lah, but then I got, you know, I forced myself and I actually went out still, despite having that feeling. And then uh, what I remember is that, um, usually my house area, right, after 7, you can hear, oh, this is my mom's place, by the way, I've already moved out lah. So um, usually after 7pm at about 8, you cannot hear any bird sounds. Like, the birds will start like, going to sleep go, going to sleep at about like seven-ish like that so after that it's like total quiet like you silence lah so but that particular night I remember the birds were like so like they were extra noisy and I was, then I was like hey what's going on ah? but again I was like too tired and I just want to jog get it or check it check it off my to-do list for that day so when I went down to the lift everything like a bit spooked out because of the whole like like the whole quietness and the whole like the birds and everything but I still persevere on lah I want to look good for wedding day and then the best part I don't know why on that day usually I would jog like at this particular area like for this the, the like a small park lah usually I would just do my rounds there but I don't know why they decided to like cordon off that area just that day you know so I have to find another alternative so I I looked hmm. around I was like hey okay I saw that canal I was like it does look a bit like scary and ominous I've heard stories that that canal have a lot of histories okay but uh, most of the stories they say that oh it's the typical Malay ghost I'm not sure if you know like the white women Chikpun. yes that one and also the uh, <laughs> okay. mister the one that jumped which one the white colour yeah. bundle yeah the, the, oh, the okay, bundle okay. of joy <laughs> usually it's those stories so when I was jogging my eyes I was obviously looking out for those two typical ghosts right so I was jogging and everything and then so when this guy passed me I really like oh phew like I'm not alone it really felt that way I was like okay I was like instant relief I actually looked at him okay so he was still there then just when I like look away or something then he disappeared but obviously I thought it's because it's dark then like maybe he gone into the shadows or something but then when yeah. like he kept on passing me by a few times then to a point where it felt like it's like mocking me, you know. Passing you by, as in he run past you yeah. in front of you, then he disappear. Uh, then you didn't look, but you look back in front, he's not there. Then you run again, and then he passed okay. by you the again. The thing is, when it happened, right, it didn't yeah. seem like he disappeared because maybe like the atmosphere is quite dark itself. So like it's natural when someone run into the shadows, you don't see them anymore. Correct, but is it a straight road yeah, in front? Straight or? path, but okay. there's like trees, and then some of the lights were like out. Sure, and also he was in your video. He was wearing black in color, so he could have just like stopped for a while, catch his breath, yeah, and you exactly. jog past him without seeing. So okay. I thought nothing of it, but at that moment, okay. So when it struck me, I think at about the fourth or the fifth time, like I realized that the same sound 
because I wasn't wearing any music, I wasn't listening to any songs or whatsoever. So I can hear, yeah. like literally hear his footsteps and everything. So when he passed me, then I don't know that moment, like fourth or fifth time, then I realized that hey, actually, wait. Then okay, when I realized right, he's actually a good distance away from me. He's not even like within earshot, you know. He was like quite distant. In the video, of course, I I I have to make it nearer lah. But actually, he's actually quite a far distance. And then when I actually stopped in my track, literally, I actually thought to myself. I didn't say it out loud, you know. I was like, eh, like how come it's like the same person? Yeah. So when that moment happened, right, he stopped. And bear in mind again, he's far away, you know. It's like no way someone could have like hurt me. And plus, I wasn't even whispering like I was in the video. I was actually saying it in my head. Hey, yeah. So then when I finally right. Hey, is it like why is it same person ah? So then when he ran backwards, literally <laughs> kidding, no, <laughs> no exaggeration on that part. He literally jogged backwards. <laughs> so you didn't get to see his face no, at all. I didn't. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. So, ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Wait. I start like reliving the memory. <laughs> And so yeah, when he actually jogged backwards, like at that speed towards me. I was like, I was all over the place lah. So mm. I was like running, running, and then like, eh, okay, I was crying also. Like you know, I was like, oh my god, like what's really happening and everything. So when I got up to the steps, right, it was very dark and like I, I, I didn't fall, thank God, but it was so slippery that I really can feel that he's actually catching up to me. So at this point of time, I don't know if you heard like one point, one part of the video, he actually whispered in my ear. Samoro. <laughs> That's that's the part where I feel like oh my god I thought that he's chasing me, but in reality he's actually already with me. You know that feeling? Like yeah. So but then I obviously I I just needed to get out of that place. I ran all the way. I ran all the way to my block, and then when I got to my void deck, I the lift wasn't <laughs> wasn't there lah. So I had to wait for the lift. I actually contemplated going up the steps, you know. Then, luckily, I had my common sense. I'm like, you want to die, is it? But not today, lah. Oh, not a few weeks before your wedding day. So I decided, okay, you know what? I just gonna wait for the lift. At least, at least, if I'm at the lift landing, right? There's cameras. If anything happen, right? Maybe I'll get famous by the footage, lah. Somebody died. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe we might have one of those found footage where something is strangling yes. you, but on the video we can't see anything. You just. <laughs> so at least I won't die. Like people say that, oh, like die at the steps or no do what lah. So at least yeah. I, I'm I'm safe at the lift landing. So that's why I was like, okay, no, I'm just gonna wait for the lift. Yeah, not gonna lie, it felt like the longest wait ever. But aren't you afraid when you went into the lift and you pressed the door button to close? Yeah. As an audience, I thought that guy is going to run into the lift. Oh really? <laughs> I was like, oh no, close, 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 come on, close, because you know you watch those horror yeah, movies yeah, yeah. where you the lift door closed and you turn to the left, he's there. No, but but I think part of me knows that he's already with me. Really, like I don't know, like the maybe because of my previous experiences, right? I know like these things sometimes they just like to mock you. You know, it's like mm, they want to mm. let you assume something. Mm, so I I I mm. really feel like. He's he's already with me. So my my main aim at that time, like, I just need to get home. I just need to be with someone so that okay. I'm not alone. So when I got in the lift, longest ride ever up. So when I was inside the lift, I actually make a conscious effort and I was like 
I keep like no don't look at the window don't look at the window and I'm 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 like I'm at the corner so nothing can scare me you know my mom's house is actually a maisonette so it's two floor yeah when I got up to my room which is just above that that door right yeah mm. I actually like heard and see shadows like no one can actually be able to linger outside my room window yeah. no one ever like unless you can fly or float lah then you know dm me but yeah so <laughs> i know like that thing is still out there but i had to wake up my sister <laughs> i had to wake her up and then i tell her i didn't tell her the story because i don't like to freak people out so i just tell her hey just accompany me like pay me like watch movie yeah then she was like you weird who does this you know but but she knows that i am like sensitive So she like, and she knows that whenever something happen, I won't talk about it immediately. So she like, okay. Then she like, okay, come what what movie you want to watch? So we have, after that we just watch a cheap flick and then until my mon- dawn prayer lah. Supernatural confessions. Don't look behind you. Joining us to lend his perspective to Nakia's experience with the. Midnight Jogger is veteran paranormal expert E.T., who more often than not attributes such encounters to things other than the supernatural. Okay, so the first thing that came to my mind, okay, wedding. I, I remembered when I was going to get married. That that alone was horror already. So you know, without <laughs> enough sleep and everything, yeah. So that that's why you know, her nightmare came before the wedding. Mine probably came after. <laughs> so okay so back to the CSI right so I think because she was planning for the wedding and she probably did everything herself fatigue took a toll on her um, the darkness of the night and you know you you go out at night uh, I'm not saying you, you're jogging or what but in case you go part tour or what you also realize that sometimes you're a bit kanchong because because of the shadow that place you know when you walk past and then the, the, the trees causing the shadows that in and out thing you sometimes imagine things um, added the fact that she also heard stories about the canal so you know like earlier on uh, when you guys were sharing about the, the, the what was that um, the, the green needle and the brainstorm thing yes, yes so yeah so sometimes the power of suggestion uh, plays a huge part in, in, in your mind um, the next thing is this um, it's very interesting and thank god she mentioned mesonets mm. because I think the mesonets make a big difference Okay, maybe wondering why, but okay, you analyze the entire thing. Uh, in mesonets, right, most of the time the lift stops at intervals of two floors. So I can imagine the suspense you have to endure with that you go up, it's like, wall, do I see something? And then, you know, okay, then the next floor. You know, where's the rest? You keep seeing a floor all the way. Um, the next thing is this, the corridor of the mesonets are actually two stories high. That huge space tend to increase the intensity of feeling insecure. Whereas if it's just a single story flat, Um, the, the ceiling is not as high. Maybe you feel a bit more secure. Um, also, with mesonets, because it's two stories, there are actually lesser units per block. Thus, I think there's a lot lesser people staying there. And all these factors could actually contribute to her imagining things, right? But I like her story because there were some really interesting facts. Um, she Remember, she spoke about the birds, the birds that, uh, you know, usually stop. I mean, they got like time, no? Seven, mm. eight o'clock, mm. they, they clock out, they stop chirping, right? But that day, she said, at in late in the night, the birds were still chirp, chirping. Mm. Animals are very sensitive to atmospheric pressure changes. Okay, uh, in fact, if you have a barometer function on your watch, you will be able to predict when the storm is coming because atmospheric pressure will actually drop. Studies have also shown that 
this pressure change right actually is the main cause of joint pains not the coldness that the rain brings you know people say alamak sejuk ada the kaki sakit right it's actually not the sejuk it's because of that pressure change that causes that pain in your knee okay the atmospheric change could also have caused her to have that you know she said she was feeling uneasy that atmospheric pressure can give us that feeling Okay, um, and if the video was accurate, right, her jogging route seemed to be very near a very busy road, probably an expressway, and sound being able to travel. Okay, like earlier on when we said about the green leader and brainstorm, Yanni and Laurel, what what do you hear? Mm. Our brain processed that sound differently. Okay, especially when it travelled to, to her ear and her mind processes it. That might actually have explained the whisper that she heard. So I think it's a combination fatigue. Shadows, lack of people around the area, change in atmospheric pressure, as well as that so-called sound pollution, it might have actually inspired her to have this amazing short film that she created. What was scary to me, that thing is beside her because she could hear his footsteps there. So uh, that that sort of eradicate the human side of uh, the human aspect of people following her because the sound is with her and the whisper saying, uh, "Sama orang." And when she raised Bismillah and the, the spirit couldn't get to the house and it's just right there. And what was not recorded or, what, or rather what was recorded but was not included in the video was a lot of people who watched the video prior to this interview said, it cannot be who goes out of the house and don't lock the door, right? Remember when she ran into the house, you just open again and open the door? So what Nakia said was, she would usually lock the door as out of habit. But that one day, that one day she forgot to lock the door something made her forgot to lock the door. So when she ran back home, she didn't have to fumble with the keys and everything and she just rushed in. So she felt that there could be some divine protection trying to protect her from this entity. Supernatural Confessions And that concludes this episode of Supernatural Confessions. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating or review wherever you're listening from. Supernatural Confessions, the podcast, is free to listen to on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever podcasts are played. You can also share our podcasts and our content with your friends and help us grow our network of Supernatural fans and enthusiasts. For more information on what we do and where we do it, like us on Facebook and visit SupernaturalConfessions.com. Until our next installment, my name is Tim O. And this is Supernatural Confessions. Supernatural Confessions.